the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AccuWeather Forecast. I'm Sally Sherman for AM860, The Answer. And I'm on. This is Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. We're coming at you on 860 AM, WGUL, and we're also streaming live on Facebook and YouTube and DrBillRadioMD.com, and I think Twitch and Link. I don't know where all it goes. I can't. Keep We're up. everywhere, Doc. We are everywhere. I, I think so. You know, and we've got Canadians listening in, and we've got occasionally a few people from China listening in. <laughs> I don't know what happened to them. They dropped off, I think. But uh, we've got a lot of people in in this area and around the world. That surprisingly, I mean, it, it blows my mind. By well, the way, you know why? You, because you give the best advice when it comes to um, the virus. Well, yeah, guess what now? We've got this uh, this uh, Omicron stealth, which is not being recognized uh, in the rapid uh, antigen test. You know, the antigen test is for the protein on the spike, and uh, it doesn't recognize that because the, the spike is morphed enough, it's evolved or mutated enough that it doesn't uh, work with the kits that, that Biden just spent, what, 50 minutes <laughs> It's not going to be of any value, so you can just throw it out. <laughs> These people are idiots. I, I'm, I'm starting to get to the point where I think it's just time to just it's just open up the country completely. No mandates, no nothing. Just let it ride because let it rip. You, you know, know, everybody's been told. Everybody knows the facts, or they don't yep. believe the facts. They've seen how many experiments here with millions of people getting these shots. I haven't really seen any bad outcomes because you had the shot. So, you know, you you take your risk. Well, yeah, you know, there's no bad outcomes from the shot. And, and, and people say, well, what about these kids that got myocarditis? So, well, you know, the incidence of myocarditis with these kids, uh, these teenage boys mostly, it was like eight or ten. And you have that in the general population, you know, you have the same incidence and these kids probably have some autoimmune disease that has yet been, has yet to be discovered, but uh, you're going to have that with any vaccine, Ken, you're going to have people who have an adverse reaction because they have a disease process that no one has discovered yet. It hadn't been diagnosed because they haven't been symptomatic and all these kids recovered. So come on, give me a, Give me a, a, a little bit of, of credit here. We're, we're not idiots. We're doctors. and Well, maybe we're idiots. But, <laughs> no, not at all. But we're also doctor idiots. <laughs> <laughs> no, just let them let it ride, man. You, you've got all the information you need. Make your own decision. That's kind of where I am with this whole thing now. And now Smith-Klein's come out with strophobamab, stro, S-O-T-R-O, sto. So Trovimab, S-O-T-R-O-V-I-M-A-B, which is the latest monoclonal antibody. And this is effective against the Omicron variant. And as you know, uh, 
Sleepy Joe got mad at Florida because we were sucking up too much of the monoclonal. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he said, government's not paying for it anymore, and the CDC is not going to allow you to have it. So, but guess what? Florida's got this new one. We've got this Otroba Mab. <laughs> Way to go, Ron. Ready to go. And we're getting and we're giving it at our at our, our St. Pete General, our little hospital. So I sent someone in the other day. In fact, the hospital administrator called me and said, "I've got a friend that has COVID. Could you do a telemedicine and get him in for the monoclonal antibodies?" Sure. You know, it's hospital administrator and it's money. That's a twofer, you know. That's right. <laughs> so he loves me now, and uh, so we got her in. I saw her, and she's I think doing well. I haven't heard anything negative, no adverse. Uh, but at any rate, we've got it. We've we've got treatment. We've got vaccine, and get vaccinated. Just go do it for God's sakes. What's it's, the number there at the office, Doc? If somebody wants to talk to you about it, seven two seven three eight four six four one one seven two seven three eight four six four one one. And if you're watching this live, um, I'll get out of the way so you can see the number there. Oh, now I'm way back. <laughs> okay, Doc's on Facebook too. If you want to watch the show, you can do it there. Facebook and YouTube, and we're, we're everywhere and all at once. It's just a wonderful world. Electronics are amazing. So, oh, Ken, I got to tell you this story. So the wife yesterday, she says, my tire pressure light is on in my car. And I said, okay, what do you want me to do? Well, you take it up to the service station and find out why I have low tire pressure. I thought, well, you know, it's probably just the cold weather, and that's what the service station guy thought up at the Pasadena Car Care Center. But no, there was a nail in the sidewall of the rear passenger side tire. And as you know, if you get one in the sidewall, the tire's shot. They You're can't done. That's right. You're done. So I said, I said, uh, Dave, you got a tire? He said, no, we don't have any like that. We'll have to order one. I said, she's not going to be happy if I go home with no spare because it's a little, you know, little pipsqueak of a car and, uh, <laughs> and, and a tire that's leaked. You won't like that at all. So I, I said, where can I go? He said, go up on Tyrone Boulevard, which is a shopping area in St. Petersburg, Florida, for those of you who do not know the area. And there's three tire dealers up there and Tire Kingdom and Mavis and another one. Went to all three and, you know, like two to three to four hour wait. I said, yeah, I'll just run out to Home Depot. So I run out there, and I've got this snippy little girl at the uh, at the desk, at the tire desk, and she says, what do you need? And I said, I said I need a tire. And so I tried to tell her what tire I needed. All she wanted to know was the make and model of the car and where are the keys and where is it parked. And I said, well, okay, here you go. And I said, how long? She said, oh, about an hour, hour and a half. I said, well, that's better than three hours. So I went shopping which, of course, really got the wife going. But <laughs> <laughs> I got me one of those little baby fry pans. Oh, and, okay. And so after about an hour and a half, they call me and they say, we can't fix your, your tire. I said, I didn't bring it in to have the tire fixed. The tire's ruined. It's got a sidewall nail. I came in for another tire. Well, we thought you came to have your tire fixed. I said, no. They said, well, we don't have that tire anyway. Oh, man. And so... So then I'm I'm Googling, and I find out all these other tire places. And finally, I ended up downtown at Fifth Avenue North and US 19, which is close to downtown in St. Pete. And there were a couple uh, Cambodian guys that had a little tire joint, and they were selling new and used tires. Pulled in. I said, you got anything? 
And he said, let me look. And he ran back, and I mean, they've got tons of tires stacked up. And he found the exact model of tire. Found it, Ken, found it. And so he says, $50. I said, well, how much is a tire? He says, well, that's included. That's because it's a used tire. Looked pretty new. I mean, it looked pretty good. I said, does that include mounting and balancing? Oh, yeah, that's everything. Oh, man, you couldn't get the money out of your wallet fast enough. I couldn't get my credit card. <laughs> I was like, so start talking to him. He's Cambodian. So he uh, he came here when he was four years old. He doesn't remember much of the Khmer Rouge, but he knows the politics. And you know what, Ken? The Vietnamese, after we left, and the Chinese were mad with the Cambodians because the Cambodians supported the United States. So guess what they did? They propped up Pol Pot and the Khmer Rouge, who promptly killed two million of their own people. I think they were a country of like three or four million. So half the population wiped out at the hands of your good friends, the Chinese communists, and their client state at that time, which was Vietnam. Now Vietnam doesn't like them anymore. But, uh, and I say this because you think about these uh, despots that run these countries and these uh, oligarchies that are in control of China and Russia and it's just socio-fascism. That's all it is. And you think about the millions of Ukrainians that the Russians starved to death back in the 1930s because Stalin didn't like them because they were more affluent than the average Russian. So you starve them to death? I mean, this makes no sense. And so here they are sitting on the border of the Ukraine again. And, uh, and Sleepy Joe's going, well, oh, we might send a few thousand troops in here. You can have some armaments. Now the British are threatening. They're saying, eh, we're probably going to send some stuff in, too. We'll send it over to Estonia. Estonia is uh, one of the Baltic countries, one of the little Baltic, uh, three Baltic, Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania. They're right there on the, on the western side of the Baltic. So the Baltic Sea was formed uh, last Ice Age, I think, or a couple of Ice Ages ago, uh, you know, beyond my time frame. And so the uh, it's a shallow sea, but it's a fairly good sized sea, and it's surrounded by Germany, Denmark, Sweden, uh, Finland, uh, uh, Russia, um, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland's on there, and and Poland sits kind of uh, to the west and uh, a little bit north uh, on the Ukrainian border. So we've got troops pouring in, I guess from all over. And you know, if the British said, well, we're thinking about it, that means they're already there. And uh, and so people are now saying, and I heard this on Fox News this morning, they're saying, why are we sending troops to the Ukraine when we have our own border that needs to be protected? Why are we protecting the Ukrainian border? Uh, you know, I don't like the idea of illegal aliens coming in unfettered, Ken. That's not a good thing for our country. It's not a good thing for health. It's not a good thing for uh, a civil society. It's a breakdown of law. But you know what I like even less? <laughs> even less, I like Stalin and Mao killing tens of millions <laughs> of people. And you know what? I don't want to be one of them. Yeah. Is that wrong? Priorities. You got to have priorities. You got to prioritize these things. And you're right. I think right now at this moment in history, this is more important than our border. We have yeah. to close the border off. We have to get some regulation down there. I don't know any other country where you can just walk back and forth between countries. No, there's not many uh, that you can do that. And it, it's really a shame that, that we have uh, 
that we have deteriorated to this point that that these liberal left-wing loonies hate the United States, hate us so much that they are willing to sacrifice our country for what purpose? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. And so I'm talking with this Cambodian guy and, you know, I said to him and he's telling me all this and I'm saying, yeah, I know all about it. And we were going back and forth. And I, I guess I'd talked a week or two ago about one of the patients that came in from Cambodia who actually escaped the Khmer Rouge. Remember that guy I told you about that, one of the guards took him under his wing and, and uh, secreted him away into his house until he got healthier and then let him run through the woods into Thailand. So, um, you know, I'm saying to this guy, you know, Americans, so many of them, they just don't know how good they have it. And he said, you're right. They do not know. They do not know how bad things are around the world. And it's so vitally important for us to get that message out that that this is this is still would Ronald Reagan call it the bright shining city on the hill? That's right. And, uh, you know, it really is. People want to come here. You don't see anybody escaping the United States to go to go to the Ukraine. You see Ukraine <laughs> trying to get in here. And, Ken, there's a story that I read. Uh, I think it was on Reuters. There was an, an Indian family from, from Mumbai or somewhere in, in the Indian subcontinent, and they wanted to escape. Uh, and get into the United States. So one of their family members sneaked them into, snuck them into Canada. And so they were up on the, I think the Alberta, Minnesota border, and they're trying to sneak across. And there's some uh, human trafficker that's helping them for several thousand dollars. The Florida guy, by the way, several thousand dollars. He's in jail now. So the family gets caught in a snowstorm. And of course, they're from Southern India where they probably haven't, never even heard of snow <laughs> and uh, guess what they all froze to yeah death. i gotta say they probably weren't dressed for it yeah they were and this was just this past week they all all four of them found dead frozen so you know who on earth would risk their life to to go anywhere else but the united states or some of the east or western europe european countries who would do that nobody you have to be desperate to try and leave your country like that, and nobody here is that desperate. Where, yeah, where, where are we going to go? Well, yeah, well, there's gonna... no place better, yeah. There is nowhere. What, are you, you going to go to Russia? No, of course not. Good luck. Once you get about five miles outside, ten miles outside of Moscow, there are no roads. There are dirt trails. But that's that's the way it is. So, so what does uh, Putin want? Is, is he looking for assurances that we won't invade Russia from Ukraine? Is that all he's looking for? He wants to, well, he, his, his, uh, his overt desire is to have some kind of pact that the Ukraine will never be part of NATO. And, of course, his covert mission is to return all of the Eastern European countries away from NATO and back into the Russian uh, defense group or whatever you want to call it the old former Soviet Union. So he wants his sphere of influence expanded. That he does. Yes, and okay. So that would mean Poland, too. Wouldn't he have to take Poland? Well, yeah, because that was that was in his sphere of influence after World War II. They, they, Poland was a communist country. East Germany was a communist country. Uh, the Ukraine, Belarus, Lithuania, Latvia, Estonia, uh, you know, all the countries all the way down to Yugoslavia, which is now the... The, you know the the Balkan Peninsula, and uh, so that's Serbia and Croatia uh, and places like that. Yeah. 
those little countries. And, uh, you know, they were actually doing fairly well under Tito when they were Yugoslavia. Tito was playing both sides of the of the fence, both sides of the game. He was, you know, saying he was a communist with the Russians, and then they were selling that junky car, those Yugos. <laughs> I remember those. They were terrible. <laughs> they were. I couldn't believe that they actually let him into the United States, but... Oh my God, those were. Yeah. I don't think it's any around. I think they all rusted within five years. Probably, they, yeah. Probably, or, or, I don't know. Were they made of paper mache? They might have just melted. <laughs> disappeared in the rain. They disappeared in the rain, and so, uh, and so. Here's the other thing: is we're saying, and and the East, Western Europeans are saying, well, if you do this, Russia, you're going to suffer the consequences. And remember this: this is important, everybody. Americans don't have any money in Russian banks. Americans don't have much interest in Russian businesses because they're so uh, labile, you know. So, but guess where the Russian wealthy put their money? The U.S. Banks. <laughs> guess where they send their kids to go to college and <laughs> The U.S. Right. U.S. and in and Europe. West sure. Europe. Yeah. And uh, so you know they've got hundreds of billions of dollars overseas in U.S. and uh, other banks outside of Russia uh, so that Putin can't grab it if they get if he gets mad at him. And so what's going to happen if, if we cut them off, if we freeze all of their funds? And also when they go to the International Monetary Fund and different funds that, that help you start up and help you when you're in a little bit of a pinch, if you're a country, you know, you and I, we have to go to the bank or Go to the guy down on the corner, what's his name, Guido, and get a loan. But big countries, they have to go to the World Bank or the IMF or somebody. I don't know. And so we'll just say, no, you can't have anything. Cut them off. Then he'll cut off oil and gas to Europe. Then people start dying. I don't think he will because if he does that, then he won't have any income. That's true. That will cost him some money, yes. Now, the, the thing is, is, is it a quagmire for the Russians? Well, I don't think so because, you know, they could pull back 50 miles and say, oh, we're not going to do anything. And, you know, it's not like they've uh, spent a lot of time or money moving their troops around. It's right on their border. I mean, they're there. But for us, it could be a real quagmire if we kept going in and out like we've done in, in Afghanistan. Oh, by the way, this Cambodian guy, he was really critical of us pulling out of Afghanistan. And he said, look at, you know, look at Pakistan and Afghanistan. They're already going at it. They're, the Pakistanis are putting up fences, and then some of the tribes in the north of Pakistan are declaring war on southern Pakistan, on Afghanistan, and China, and they're going to go after all three. I don't know how that's They're attacking work. in all directions, are they? <laughs> they're, they're doing their thing, baby. They're doing what they love to do, fight. I guess so, yeah. It's sad, but it's true. We got a mess, and it's nobody's fault but ours. Same thing as we did in Vietnam, and same thing we did in Iraq, and uh, and our word is useless. It's it, yeah. I mean, nobody look, believes it now. If you're going to do it, do it. I mean, you can't make a baby by talking and jumping in and out of bed. You got to get together, and you got to do the deed and get it done. So if we're going to go in and do something militarily, finish it. Finish the job. And, you know, be damned what the public says, because the public's going to be upset. They did, you know, they, in, in 42 and 43, during World War II, they were scratching their heads saying, 
are we doing the right thing here? And it wasn't until we had some military victories that the country started to say, yeah, let's go, and started buying bonds. Same thing happened during the Civil War. It wasn't until, uh, until Antietam and then Gettysburg that Lincoln had the support of the North. I mean, the country was divided. He was afraid he was going to lose the, the election in 1864. Did you know that? I did. I know. He was wor- very worried about that. Yeah. yeah, McClellan was threatening to run on on the other ticket, on the Democratic ticket, against the Republican Lincoln. And McClellan was mad at, at Lincoln because M- McClellan got fired not once, but twice. Wait a lousy, he was a lousy general. He, well, he was just a weenie. He was a <laughs> He didn't know when to attack. He didn't want to fight. Yeah, he liked to organize. <laughs> and, you know, if you're going to war, you don't get some pencil neck from the basement of the Pentagon uh, who doesn't know how to go in there and, and is afraid to get killed and afraid his men are going to get killed. You you get Patton. You get you get a whiskey-drinking, cigar-smoking Grant. That's what you get. Yeah, you get Sherman. You get some, you get some of the... These rough guys, rough boys, tough boys. They just point their men in the right direction and say charge. So we've got this Omicron subvariant, and uh, there's some questions as to whether or not it's going to escape the uh, PCR test. So far, it looks like you can uh, you can still pick up on it, but uh, we'll have to see. And by the way, we do have the PCR rapid test. It takes about 30 minutes, Ken. And we're at 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. And we've got the monoclonal antibody that's back. Now, here's a question I have to ask you, and I know you probably don't know the answer, but is it wrong to for me to let my 16-year-old daughter smoke at the, at the dinner table in front of her kids? Is that wrong? Yes. Oh, okay, all right. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> she shouldn't be smoking in the house at all. Oh, okay. She shouldn't be smoking at all, but if she's going to do it, take it outside. It's Florida. Should she take her kids with her? No. Oh, <laughs> no sense. <laughs> if you're in Chicago where it's, you know, 20 below or whatever, I'd say go out to the garage. But <laughs> outside the house in Florida. <laughs> so uh, did you hear that there was uh, an attempt in uh northern Syria to dislodge uh, or to take over a, a prison there by the Islamic State. Did I tell you about that? No, I hadn't heard about this. Yeah, that was last week. And so we had troops there, you know, with the Kurds. The Kurds have, they have the Kurdistan area and the northern Syria and uh, eastern Turkey. They've got a lot of Kurds there. And the Kurds have been pushing for their own state for who knows how long. A millennia, yeah, forever. Yeah. yeah and the Turks are like, no, you're not taking part of our country. And you get in line or we'll whip you. <clears throat> and so, at any rate, they've got a prison there, and they had, I guess, ISIS prisoners there because the Turks are no friends of ISIS. Uh, and so, at any rate, this was an area that the Kurds were, I guess, guarding, in, along with the Americans, the, the few troops that we still have over there quietly. And so some Islamic State guys, they attacked the prison and took it, took a bunch of kids <laughs> hostage. And so we had to go in <clears throat> with... Bradley fighting vehicles, and it's Hasaka in northeast Syria, H-A-S-A-K-A-H, Hasaka. I like that name, Hasaka. We got it. Sounds Hisaka. very Japanese, actually. Hisaka. Mm-hmm. Would you like some Hisaka? So this was uh, this was uh, January 26th that this was reported. That's just a few days ago, 
And so as many as 200 U.S. troops fought alongside of the Kurdish troops in dislodging these people in this attempted prison break. And so guess who's back? ISIS. Uh Aha. Welcome, ISIS. What I tell you, didn't I tell you this, Ken, when the Afghanistan fella said, no, ISIS will be back within a, no, I thought it'd be six months. It's a month or two. What, three months? Three months, three or four, maybe. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, no, they're not going away. You go undercover. You lick your wounds. You rebuild and come back. What do we do? I mean, how do we? I know you keep saying we can't have a civil war because too many people would die and Americans aren't going to do that right now anyway. And you're you're right. I mean, I don't think that people are ready for that. You know, things are too good. Uh, You get you can go steal an LED. Did you see that that guy in Los Angeles? He got out of jail got, uh, you know, no bail for shoplifting. And he went back into the store where he was shoplifting before, and he was wheeling out a 75-inch LED TV. I mean, <laughs> wheeling it out. And the security guards are trying to stop him, and they're grabbing the TV, and he's pulling it, and they're pulling it back in. <clears throat> I, tell you, <laughs> I don't know if they arrested the guy or not. But well, I hope so. <laughs> And then did you hear about the guy that made off with the LED and he didn't get caught, but he didn't have the, he forgot the remote control and he went back and he stole that and they caught him. (laughs) (laughs) Go buy a universal dude. All right, doc, we're going to have to take a break here before we do. I might get to the question. I forgot to talk about the question today. You got a chance to win two, count them two, Dr. Bill, your radio MD coffee mugs. All you have to do is answer this question. Be the first person. To answer this question, and it deals with the first half of the show. Our trivia questions always deal with the first half of the show. And uh, think about this for a while. What did Doc have to do for his wife? What did Doc have to do for his wife? When it was this weekend? Yesterday, wasn't it? Yesterday. Yesterday. And all over the place, that woman. So what did Doc have to do for his wife? If you think you know the answer, give us a call. What's the number? I don't have the number in front of me. Doc, what's the number here? 669-879-8600, 866-979-8600. And I got to tell you, Ken, she yelled at me when I got home and said, why didn't you do any chart work today? Why didn't you go to the office? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Somebody shoot me and get it over with. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. I'm Dr. Bill and Ken by my side. We'll <laughs> be right back. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. North Korea has fired what appears to be the most powerful missile it has tested since President Biden took office as it revives its old playbook and brinksmanship to wrest concessions from Washington and neighbors amidst a prolonged diplomatic stalemate. Japan and South Korea say the missile was launched on a lofted trajectory, apparently to avoid the territorial spaces of neighbors before landing in the sea. More than two feet of snow on the ground in a lot of places in the northeast this morning after a fierce winter storm swept through yesterday. 70-mile-per-hour winds recorded in Massachusetts, 120,000 homes and businesses in the dark. And three children have died after a home caught fire in a rural area of northern Nebraska. The blaze broke out early Saturday morning in the town of Pierce. Three people got out, but the children did not. This is SRN News. 
You Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of can care, 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care Clinic offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an in-office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser. Doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket cost a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi, 727-577-2220, 727-577-2220. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you... All you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. Dennis Prager here with a suggestion on adding luxury to your life. Add CoronaCigar.com to your favorites and go there often. Their selection of premium cigars, humidors, and accessories is unequal. Shop for premium brands. Drew Estate, Rocky Patel, Padron, Davidoff, Punch, Florida Sungrown, Cohiba. This site is also a great reference for fun and exciting cigar events. Check it out. CoronaCigar.com. AM860, The Answer. Online at TheAnswerTampa.com. Odyssey. Here is your exclusive AccuWeather forecast. It'll be cool today. Plenty of sunshine. High 57. Clear skies tonight. Low 42. Then plenty of sun tomorrow. Monday's high 66. Clear tomorrow night, low 48, and mostly cloudy Tuesday, high 74. 
Clear skies again Tuesday night, low 58. Wednesday, on and off sun, high 79. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Sally Sherman for AM860, The Answer. Hey, we're back. I'm Dr. Bill. got Ken by my side here, and apparently we have Richard from Clearwater on the phone. Is that what I understand, Ken? I think so. Richard, you there? I'm here. Good morning, Richard. Thanks for calling, buddy. How you doing? Good, Dr. Bill. I just wanted to call... And number one, thank you. I, two weeks ago, I won your coffee mugs, and oh. I'd like to give a brief review. <laughs> yeah. I received the, the mugs, and uh, they're great. I was very impressed, but I was really not expecting the gold and platinum inlays. Yeah, you know, I think if, I think if uh, Jeffrey Bouchard saw these, uh, that might be the new uh, thing at the auction. <laughs> It might be. It, hey, Brashard, I think he still has something of mine that I, I sent down there. <laughs> no, I think, well, wait, no, I went and got it back. That's right. <laughs> well, well, anyway, we, thank you, Dr. Bill. Thank you, oh, Richard. And, appreciate the endorsement, buddy. Hey, and uh, next week, uh, February 7th, Alice Cooper at Ruth Eckerd. All right. All, All right. right. The Coop. I love the Coop. Yeah, I'll be there. Oh, enjoy. Welcome to my nightmare, man. <laughs> yes, sir. What a great hey, song that is. Yeah, Thanks, cool. Richard. Have a good Uh-huh. Bye. Now, we haven't had an answer to today's question yet, and maybe you can get two of those um, fine, fine Dr. Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs. If you be the first person to answer this question, what did the doc have to do for his wife yesterday that took up much more time than it probably should have? What did the doc have to do for his wife yesterday? If you were listening to the first half of the show, you know... And the number to call is 877-969-8600. That's 877-969-8600. We have operators standing by to take your call. There you go. We're on it, baby. I mean, we're all over these mugs. They're beautiful. I told you, my wife, I brought one home because I was at the dock. And by the way, I'm I'm, 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 I'm up on my uh, antibodies, so I'm good to go from what the dock was telling me the other day. But I brought a mug home from my wife, and she said, it's gorgeous. I love it. And it fits right in with our decor. She's not using it for, for coffee docs. It's our new pen collector. Well, there you go. Mug in the kitchen, so it sits out there all the time. It's not stuck in a shelf somewhere. And, and, and when we're not together on Sunday, you'll still remember who I am. And I'll still think of you. That's right, all the time. Whatever I grab for a pen or scissors. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but they're beautiful. So they are. They're nice mugs. Yeah, they are. Uh, I've still got about four thousand left. So. <laughs> well, we're we're doing two in a week here. We'll we'll get them. We'll get through them about six years. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I have to stay on the air for the next forty years. <laughs> I hope we do. What I'm doing. <laughs> well, they're calling in now to win the mug, Doc. So we'll have an answer. We'll have the winner for you in just a couple minutes. All right. Now I'll get back to uh, the uh, Ukrainian situation. Now Boris Johnson, who's the Prime Minister of Great Britain. He's deploying troops into Europe uh, from Great Britain in support of his, our NATO allies, his NATO allies. I, I don't, I don't know. I hope he's not just using. <laughs> I hope he's putting some British out there too. It'd be nice, yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice of him. So uh, he said it's going to send a clear message to the Kremlin: we will not tolerate their destabilizing activity, and we will always stand with our NATO allies in the face of Russian hostility. Why can't we say something like that? I mean, that's a pretty, you know, that's a pretty potent statement. 
You think uh, not, we would? You think we'd be upset at first? Oh yeah. You know, I don't know. I'm, maybe something's going on behind the scenes that I don't understand. Maybe they're, you know, taking turns. Okay, Boris, you're on point today. So, I don't. I don't know either. I just, I, I just um, don't feel real comfortable with the um, management we have right now. Let's say. <laughs> Management kind of sucks, dude, <laughs> <laughs> to put it mildly. <laughs> but uh, it is what it is, huh? Exactly. What are you going to do? You know, you, you got to just hope for the best right now, and things will change. That's why we have elections. Yep. And uh, and so, and then again, as I was saying before the break in, in, in northern Pakistan, there's a new militant group that has emerged, Balak, B-A-L-O-C-H, or Balash. I don't know how you pronounce it. At any rate, so they've started their own army now, and they're going to fight everybody else in northern Pakistan, Afghanistan, and in China. They're going after them all. It fuses two potent military groups fighting for the separation of Balakistan from Pakistan, but also because the new entity will target China's interest in the country, including likely Belt and Road Initiative projects. I don't think the Chinese are going to be happy about that, Ken. I don't think these folks are going to be around very long. It sounds like they're going to be wiped down from multiple angles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, multiple, multiple fronts. Well, remember now, these people have survived uh, thousands of years up there in the, in the, uh, the Hindu Kush mountains, and they're pretty high mountains, too. So they go up there and hide. They, they beat us. They got rid of us. They got rid of the Russians. I mean, they've been doing this for thousands of years. They got this down pat. Yeah, mountain warfare is tough for any... Yeah, established the army. Yeah, is the weaponry changes, but that's about it. It's uh, it's frightening. I don't know why we left Afghanistan. Doesn't make any sense. Well, not the way we did for sure. But yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't have left at all. We had we had a big base on Iran's eastern border, and then in Iraq we had a big base on their western border. And the whole purpose of this exercise, besides to try to stabilize the Middle East and pull the Arabs together was to block up the Iranians. So I'm, I'm confused, very highly confused. Well, maybe the um, China's now um, going to take on the Afghans, aren't they? Aren't they uh, kind of aligned with them now? Didn't they do that shortly after we left? Yeah, and then the Afghans will take everything they can get and then attack them. Exactly. You know, why not? I mean, you know, they're... If you're an Afghani Muslim, then the Chinese are heathens. They're godless people. They need to be destroyed. But uh, when you're, you know, 50,000 and they've got, what, two or three million in their army. <laughs> they've got the numbers. That's right. They've got the, they'll just outlast you. Oh, yeah. And the Chinese know how to do that. They've been there for a long time. Yeah. They're going to be there for a long time more. Did we get anybody calling in yet? Oh, yeah. We've got a winner. That's it's being... Uh... It's being brought to me in just a couple of seconds here. Oh, very good. Yeah, we've got our winner. So we'll so, talk. We'll, we'll give you the correct answer in just a couple minutes to the question. Hey, so the latest from Oklahoma is that the Oklahoma Department of Health says that uh, stealth Omicron will reach within the month Oklahomians. So you have that to look forward to down there in Tulsa or Oklahoma City. Which is the capital, Tulsa or Oklahoma City? I think it's Tulsa, isn't it? I'm not sure, to tell you the truth. I thought it was Oklahoma City, but that's the biggest city in Oklahoma. So. The biggest. And, you know, if you think of all the states as kids in a classroom, 
Oklahoma's right in the middle, sitting in the middle seat of the classroom, and nobody knows who that kid is. <laughs> Where is Oklahoma? <laughs> sitting on top of Texas. Come on, wake up, people. Well, yeah, I, I don't. Um, hang on a second there. I'm Googling it. Oklahoma City, capital of Oklahoma. Oklahoma City. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So we got that question finished. So now, now what are we going to do? How are we going to combat all of this that's going on in the world? Fortunately, the Turks are turning back to us because they've had some unpleasant experience with the Russians over the over the centuries. You know, the Russians have always been chomping away at the Ottoman Empire, and now that they've just got that little Turkey thing sticking out of uh, what South Southwest Asia there. Uh, the the Russians, I don't know, maybe the Russians still want Turkey. I don't know why they would want it, but at any rate. Well, that so would the, give them access to the Mediterranean. I could see why they want that. Yeah, well, that's true. They'd have they'd have a, a warm water port in the Mediterranean all year round. And so that makes sense. Um, maybe we should swap the Ukraine for Turkey. <laughs> I don't think that would work. No, I don't think the Ukrainians would be very happy with that. Uh, but you know, you know what? It looks like. I mean, we've had a couple of years' experience with this now. Look at the Philippines. They say, okay, hey, we're done with you, U.S. We're going to China. We're going we're gonna to make deals with them. And all of a sudden, they're coming back to us. Yes, sir. So maybe and these countries need to get a taste of what it would be like to work with China and Russia. Maybe they've forgotten. Yeah, you know, listen, if, if, you, if you're unhappy with us and you think that you're going to get a better deal with the Chinese, you just go ahead and see what happens. And if the Chinese think they're going to get a better deal out of the Horn of Africa or Sub-Saharan Africa, good luck. The Africans will suck up all they can get, and when they've gotten all they can get, <laughs> they'll they'll flip the, the Chinese the bird. That's and right. That, that, that's the way it is. I mean, it's the way of the world. And if you if you think that you can find a better deal somewhere else, go go get it. That's no skin you know, off our teeth. We don't care. Go ahead. Ahead. We're we're fine. I mean. We're self-sufficient, actually. If we can get the Democrats out of the way, we've got enough of everything: food, oil, uh, microchips. I mean, we can do it all right. We've got here. minerals here. We can make pretty much anything we need. Make anything. We can do anything. And uh, you know, it's it's not uh, it's not our problem if if you're not smart enough to align yourself with the guy that's trying to be nice to you. I mean, come on. If you can't see that, uh, then. That's that's your fault because we've extended a hand of friendship all over the world, Ken. And yeah. all we ask is that you that you deal honestly and that you trade with us. That's what we want. Yeah. We want to. That's it. That's it. And 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 we want to make the world safe for American style democracy. And if you don't want what we have, <clears throat> that's your choice. But don't come and take it away from us. Go to China if you like to try it and see how you like it. You'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to be locked down. During the Omicron surge, which is what they have done, Wuhan is basically a ghost city because Omicron surged there. And so they just shut the whole town down. They told everybody, go home, don't come out. Oh, wait a minute. How are you going to get food? How are you going to shop? Uh, how are you going to take care of the kids? And where are you going to get diapers? And I don't know. I don't know either, Doc, but I'm like I said, I'm glad I'm living here. By the way. Mark Reed of Tampa. Mark Reed of Tampa came up with the correct answer to the question, what did Doc have to do for his wife yesterday? It took several hours, much longer than it should. And the answer was, he had to fix a flat tire for the, for the missus. 
I had to get a whole new used tire. Oh my God, Mark! Congratulations. Well, uh, if I, I'm not too demented and senile tomorrow, I'll package <laughs> and get it out to you. <laughs> so that's uh, Mark Reed of Tampa. Congratulations. There you go, Mark. Now you're the owner of a mug with what did uh, Richard say? It's uh, inlaid with in golden inlay. Yes, golden yeah. inlay. Oh my gosh. I didn't know I was so fancy. It's wow. it's a nice mug, Doc. I was really impressed when I saw it. Yeah, they are really nice. They mugs. got a good feel to them. You know, they're not cheap. You can tell this is not a cheap mug. And if you uh, if you come to the office as a patient, uh, or for just for testing or for vaccine, we'll give you a mug because we love you. They're sitting right there on the table. That's right. Care about you. You're important to us. Doctor Bill wants to be your friend. <clears throat> Remember to bring cash, though, please. <laughs> <laughs> I got to keep the doors open, kid. People that work for me. So well, I, I love going to your office. I get I, you pretty much run it like a like a like the Navy, I guess. I mean, you're right in there. There's not a lot of waiting. No, we we don't. And if I listen, if <clears throat> excuse me, if if uh, if I'm two steps behind the old lady, she is yelling at me. Hurry up! We got to get moving. Well, there's only one patient in the office, honey. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, help. And my staff, they're all laughing, and they shake their heads, and they say, Doc, we feel sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> you got your hands full there, bud. <laughs> I take it she doesn't listen to the show here on Sunday. Intermittently she does, and then, and then she'll yell at me. <laughs> Back to your wife. Oh, honey, it's all in good humor. I still love you. Come on, let's go Dinner. It's just entertainment. We're just having fun. We're just having fun, and I'll buy you a diamond ring, and, and you can go shopping. Oh, okay. <laughs> buy her four tires, Doc. Yeah. Hey, let's not go overboard. <laughs> hey, they're do- only they're used. They're only fifty bucks a piece. What the heck? What the heck? Well, the one she has on her still good, but I guess I can do that. <laughs> so now that the Turks, by the way, they're making a little sub that is a, like a little conventional fast attack sub. And so they're going to be pushing that out to the NATO countries. You know, they've wanted to come into NATO for decades now. And uh, the Europeans are like, well, you know, you guys need to get your act together. You're kicking your people out and won't let them back in. Then we have to deal with them. And you don't have a good system for uh, visas and passports. And it's too many illegal Turkish passports around the world. And the Turks are saying, well, you know, we're trying, and now we're mad at you, and we're going to be friends with Russia. And then the Russians are mounting troops you know, right around the corner from them. They're like, wait a minute. <laughs> that might not be a good idea. Let's go back to NATO. So they're building these little subs, which are pretty good-looking little subs. And they could sneak into the Black Sea easily, Ken. You know, the Black Sea is not a real deep body of water. And... Uh, They'd be uh, an excellent, uh, I guess they'd be kind of kind of a, a stealth uh, fighter underwater there and keep the Russians at bay for a while anyway. So, And I think like the Russians have moved some naval assets into the Black Sea, have they not? I think they have. Because they got the Crimea. Yeah. And, you know, you can't stop them from going through the Straits of Dardanelles because that's, that's an open waterway. So they can just bring them from northern you know, from the Arctic on down and, or from the Baltic, because the Baltic, you know, they've got St. Petersburg, which is right there on the Baltic. So they can bring their assets down 
and bring them down through uh, the North Sea, down to the Mediterranean, and through the Straits of Dardanelle and the Adriatic, and then the Baltic, and they're there. I mean, the uh, Black Sea, and they're there. So they've got assets there. Everybody's getting assets everywhere. Yeah. Isn't this World War II started? Kind of, yeah, very much so. Uh, and and Biden's sitting there going, oh, I don't think they'll come in. Oh, they might come in a little bit. Oh, you know, we'll just send a few assets. Oh, you know, we'll we'll show them. We'll cut off their banking privileges at, at Citibank. <laughs> you know, they won't be able to use the ATMs over here. Well, my opinion is Putin is not going to do anything until the spring. Probably not. Nobody likes a winter campaign. Although the Russians are kind of used to it. Well, they are better suited than just about everybody else in the world for something like that. But still, logistically, it can't be easy. No, it can't be easy. But, you know, he's already mastered. I mean, he's everything's there. Him. Yeah, he's got everything he needs already. Yeah. Just be, you know, start your engine and, and, and go 10 feet and you're in the Ukraine. You know, <laughs> that's, that's right, yeah. Cross the border and that's war, right? I mean, once you invade, that's a war. It certainly is, sir. And then it gets scary. And, you know, the, and the Japanese are also worried. They're worried about the Chinese. And the Taiwanese are worried about the Chinese. And they're all coming back to us and saying, you know, why don't you guys come on over here and we'll beef up everything <laughs> just in case. And so we've got assets going back to Okinawa. You know, for a while there, we were uh, we were decreasing our military assets in Okinawa. Now they're increasing again. And uh, we're working on a sixth-generation fighter jet with the Japanese and the Taiwanese, and uh, we're sneaking stuff into Taiwan, and the Chinese are yelling, and they're all upset. Just give them nuclear weapons and get it over with. I mean, <laughs> it, you know, really, I mean, how are you going to—you want to deter the Chinese? Well, the put Russians? a couple of nukes there. You're right. Nukes there. You know, I said this when North Korea was threatening uh, a few years ago. I said, all you got to do is put a, a, a couple of nuclear— missiles on a on a the deck of a flat top an aircraft carrier so everybody can see it and make a big to-do and have a fleet of about a thousand ships and just take it right over to south korea and set them up and say okay go ahead north korea fire we're ready you'll be gone 30 seconds later yeah 30 seconds later you'll be toast and, speaking of aircraft carriers um i understand we lost a f-35c in the south china sea I did not know that. What yes, happened? Yeah, apparently a pilot screwed up on landing, and it just went right off the ship. The pilot's okay. He ejected in time. But the, the uh, our state-of-the-art aircraft is now at the bottom of the South China, China, South China Sea, and there's a race to get there. Who's going to get there first, us or the Chinese? If they get a hold of an F-35, we have, have to start from scratch on a lot of things. They'll, yeah, they'll have a lot of uh, information now. Good thing it wasn't an F-22 because those are even more— Stealthy and high tech. Yeah, we don't land those on aircraft, thank goodness, but uh, on aircraft carriers. But um, yeah, this uh, could, could be pretty serious. We've spent a lot of money on F 35s and that technology, so we don't want them to get it. So right now there's a race. Who's going to get there first? We don't want to put our number one fighter in the hands of uh, Navy and Marine pilots because they tend to get shot down a lot. They do. You know, they do. They but they're usually know. the first ones in, too, so. The first one's in, and then they get shot down over enemy territory like John McCain did and uh, different people. And then they've got that technology, you know, which is it's important for us to protect that. And we have to do it in several ways. We have to cut off the 
Chinese and Russians access to our, our uh, campuses and our research projects. And, uh, and we got to stop Fauci from giving away information on gain of function to the Chinese on viruses, because the gain of function is what caused this, uh, this, uh, this viral plague that's on the earth now, even though it was uh, released accidentally, assuming that from the lab in Wuhan, it was our technology that helped him do that. Did you know that? I did not know that, no. He, yeah, he and the bat doctor lady that, that was working on all of this over in Wuhan, he and her are big buddies. She's been over here to, to work with him and study, and so she picked up some pointers over here, and I'm sure he's been over there and kibitzed a little bit too. And uh, did you see all the stuff coming out that uh, he was calling other scientists and pressuring them? <clears throat> not to say that this virus came out of the lab in Wuhan, and not to say that it was a man-made engineered virus. And apparently, I guess if the Republicans get back in, they're going to take him to task. We'll see what happens at the midterm. Well, they uh, should, yeah. Yeah, they should. And even though you won't be able to control the White House, remember, Congress is separate. That's a whole separate body. And if they want to go after somebody, it doesn't matter if the White House wants it or not. They, they can go after They can hold as many hearings as they want on anything they want. On anything they want. And if they want to file, bring charges, they just call the FBI and say, arrest this guy for contempt of Congress or whatever. Yeah. And that that's a good check and balance. I like that. Oh, course, certainly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like it if I were Fauci. But... <laughs> well, you, <laughs> you make your bed, do you lie on it? Yeah. You get what you, uh, you reap what you sow, so they say, right? We've got two minutes to go. So, so the health officials predict stealth Omicron will reach Oklahoma, and uh, the rapid antigen test, which tests for the protein on the spike, which is the little thing that sticks off of the viral capsule, uh, that doesn't pick up the stealth Omicron. And so Sleepy Joe sent out, what, 50 million test kits to everybody? <laughs> yeah. And they don't work. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, but guess what does work? We can still pick it up with the PCR. So, so you should call your office. Call my office, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. And we've got both the, the Pfizer and the uh, Moderna vaccine. Not that it makes any difference, but some of my Hindu doctor friends, they think that if you get the Pfizer and the Moderna, you got more protection because they they get different uh spots on the spike protein. Not true. It's the same thing. It was all developed in one lab and the same technology. The, the novelty of the technology for these two uh, mRNA vaccines is the package that it's in, the little molecule and how it gets into the cells. That's the way it works. That's the secret. But we've got it all and we're at 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. And we see Canadians, we see Americans, we see dogs, cats. <laughs> Saw Ken the other day. That's right. I'm I'm hell. I'm not too bad. A little high you're, cholesterol, but not too bad. And your what I say, your antibody levels are over 150. That's right. So that's above what they even detect. They don't even. So you're safe for at least for a while. Ten seconds, Doc. All right, buddy. I love you guys. I'm out of here. I am Doctor Phil, Radio MD. See you guys. Thank you for listening to Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. 
Join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at Clinic. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.